Phoenix Pod on international politics in Turkey from Phoenix Politik. This is Phoenix Pod. Today we have Karol Wasilewski, an expert on Turkey and EU relations from Polish think tank PISM, which is a leading European think tank in Warsaw. Welcome. Hi, nice to be here. Uh, thank you very much for accepting uh, this uh, interview and podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, I would like to focus on your recent analysis, which you wrote for PISM, actually, on Turkey and EU relations. So in your analysis, you are uh, defining Turkey as the EU's adversarial partner. Could you please elaborate more? What do you mean with adversarial partner? also adding some uh, information and your thoughts about the current state of relations between Turkey and the EU. Yeah, I have been actually thinking quite a long time about, you know, how to name this relationship between Turkey and the European Union or Turkey itself as a European Union partner. And this is uh, precisely what I came up with. I mean, uh, when we uh, observe Turkey relations, especially mm-hmm. during the recent year, mm-hmm. uh, we can see that, well, actually Turkey sometimes behaves as an adversary. Look, mm-hmm. for example, using the diaspora uh, in countries like Germany or like mm-hmm. in France to mm-hmm. destabilize European societies and to influence the position of, of the European governments, this is basically a tool used by adver- by, by adversary countries. So mm-hmm. although Turkey uh, very often behaves like an adversary, you know, most European countries still want to maintain their relationship uh, with Turkey, be, mm-hmm. it because, be it because of their own political interests or be it because of Turkey's, let's say, strategic importance uh, to the European Union. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we tend to forget about this um, in the most recent times, mm-hmm. but uh, when we analyze Turkey relations, you know, there are still some really basic interests like energy, like economic cooperations, like cooperation mm-hmm. uh, in migration that, mm-hmm. let's say, bonds Turkey and the European Union. So this is a kind of dilemma, but in my opinion, this dilemma is uh, really important to understand, you know, because Mm -hmm. uh, the European Union got quite well criticized, especially after uh, so-called Sofagate and last visit Mm -hmm. uh, by Ursula von der Leyen and Charles Michel to to Ankara. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I can understand uh, these complaints because of the protocolar issues and the clash inside the European Union between the institutions. But still, Mm -hmm. some of some of the criticism was based on, you know, um, the European Union totals approach towards Turkey. And Mm -hmm. in my opinion, when we, you know, understand this basic fact that Turkey is um, this adversarial partner, mm-hmm. only then we can understand that probably the approach that the European Union is offering is probably mm-hmm. the only the only one that may be functioning in, in contemporary Turkey-European Union relations. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this point, let me ask you, what is your expectation from the future of the EU-Turkey relations? Do you believe that 
a full membership still available for Turkey or do you think that a new kind of uh, cooperation uh, will be proposed for the future of EU-Turkey relations as France uh, before uh, proposed a privileged partnership? Yeah, for, for the foreseeable future, uh, I don't see any chance for Turkey's full membership in the European Union, uh, mostly because, you know, there is uh, no willingness on the Turkish side to, to fulfill Copenhagen criteria. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, we have also this, um, let's say, inability of the European Union to absorb more members. But mm -hmm. uh, most of all, uh, what I see when I observe Turkish uh, government actions is that the basic element, which is important for Type Erdogan especially, uh, I'm in Turkish president, uh, is survival. Mm -hmm. And for survival, he needs authoritarianism. And authoritarianism means that Turkey is, you know, far and further away from, from the Copenhagen criteria. So mm -hmm. I don't see a possibility for Turkey's full membership uh, in the foreseeable future, as I said. At the mm -hmm. same time, uh, I still see a huge potential for cooperation. Uh, and uh, I see that, I think that what the European Union has been trying to, to offer Turkey for the last, let's say, couple of months, uh, is a kind of signal of this cooperation. I mean, a cooperation based on mutual interests and a strengthened mm -hmm. cooperation in, in various areas of mutual interests like uh, like i said like economy and this is where uh, you know the modernized customs customs union uh, is mm -hmm. really important um immigration issues probably also uh, in the longer perspective terrorism issues and terrorism anti-terrorist cooperation mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time um this frame also includes uh, a stick from that the European Union uh, holds, you know, to stop mm -hmm. some adversarial actions by Turkey. Like, for example, what we have already discussed, like stoking the tensions inside the uh, European societies by using the diaspora, mm -hmm. uh, Turkey's aggressive actions in the Eastern Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. uh, um, probably, um, in my opinion, this is this is what we'll see uh, in Turkey-EU relations in the next few months. Uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, only uh huh. Uh, please continue. I mean that um, the new model of relationship is not established yet. There are still many barriers uh, before the European Union and Turkey implement it. For example. Uh, the European wants this model to be based on phased, proportional and reversible engagement, which has been repeatedly underlined, uh, be it by Ursula von der Leyen or Charles Michel. And okay. Turkey wants, you know, quick progress because, let's be honest, Turkey needs, desperately needs quick progress, especially on the economic front, because the, as you probably know better than me, the economic situation in Turkey is, is well... Uh, well, not going well, not going well. Not just, uh, this is an euphemism. This is an euphemism. But yeah, let's leave it like that. That it's not going well. So mm -hmm. this is one uh, one of the elements that might not go well in Turkey uh, European Union relations. Other uh, element, even more important, is that the the new approach, uh, and I'm speaking this precisely, concentrating on the European Union side, 
mm-hmm. the new approach is only able to to be successful in the future if the European Union maintains this unique, in my opinion, um, uh, unique um, um, unity uh, in its approach towards Turkey, which we have been seeing since, let's say that since uh, half of last year. Uh, and I'm not so sure whether it will be able to maintain such approach because I expect that, um, well, they there may be some quarrels, uh, for example, um, between the camp that would like to see relations with mm-hmm. Turkey to flourish. And let's say that this camp um, is made of countries like Germany, like Spain or Italy. Um, and between another camp that would like to see, you know, more uh, or, or, or tougher approach towards Turkey and countries France like France, like Greece and Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also very important because of the, you know, still unresolved Cyprus issue. And mm-hmm. still unresolved Cyprus issue is probably, you know, the biggest elephant in the room when discussing um, the future of Turkey um, and European Union relations. Another Mm -hmm. thing is that, um, well, we have elections in Germany. Um, Mm -hmm. Next year we have elections in France. And this is another thing that, you know, may uh, disturb the future of Turkey-European Union relations. When it comes to Germany, Well, it will be really interesting if the Greens uh, will be part of the future government. And when Mm -hmm. it comes to France, uh, well, uh, President Macron is criticized for for his... uh, Actually, let's say that for that he uh, let Turkey off the hook uh, during last Mm -hmm. month. So he is criticized by the the, um, right of French political scene. So this is another element that may, you know, disturb the future of Turkey-EU relations because uh, simply because President Macron would maybe more hawkish when it comes to to his approach towards Turkey. Mm -hmm. I mean, thank you very much. You touch upon uh, most of the major issues uh, in in relations also. You mentioned all, uh, several actors' uh, position towards Turkey. So, as you said, Merkel will not be on the table anymore because uh, she is leaving politics, and yeah. she she was the one uh, who stopped, uh, I mean, harsher sanctions sanctions against Turkey because she wanted uh, Turkey at the table, especially the sanctions regarding the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, despite of French, uh, Greek, and Cypriot uh, pressure. So do you think that after uh, Merkel's departure, there will be more confusion regarding uh, Turkey and the EU-Turkey relations? And what will be the role of, let's say, Visegrad countries, uh, since you are from uh, PISM, uh, you know the Visegrad yeah. process and the relations of the Visegrad four countries. Uh, could you please uh, share your opinion on that? Well, when it comes to the Merkel's departure from from politics, this is a huge unknown. I mean, uh, when we observe the foreign policy of Germany towards Turkey under Merkel, let's say it was quite coherent. Uh, Germany, of course, it, it has its flaws, but let's first concentrate concentrate on describing this uh, this uh, policy. I mean, uh, the Germany has this assumption that Turkey is an important partner that, as you said, has to be at the table. Mm-hmm. And in a way, uh, and this is especially uh, the approach of Angela Merkel, in in my opinion, 
Um, and in a way, uh, had a feeling that, well, Turkey's actions has to be understood to see to some extent. What do I mean here? For example, um, when Tayyip Erdogan was was having his this uh, anti-Western propaganda, usually Angela Merkel approached the issue as well business as usual. That this is just. And this is why I think this is one of the flaws of EU and Germany's approach towards Turkey, because, you know, uh, this approach uh, only incited Tayyip Erdogan uh, to, you know, embark more on anti-Western uh, rhetoric and uh, finally on anti-Western course. Why? Because Tayyip Erdogan was sure that he would be paying no cost for his actions. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is the... The uh, most important thing that, you know, is changing or has been changing with this new European Union approach I was talking about, I mean, precisely the stick, um, that the European Union finally wants Turkey not only to be aware of the benefits of having a strong relationship with the European Union, but also of costs um, of acting against it. Mm. And with Angela Merkel gone, I think that this... Uh, tendency may even strengthen, uh, mm-hmm. especially when the Greens will be important part of the um, government. And this is a kind of interesting thing because, you know, um, let's ask another question. Uh, mm-hmm. Why the European Union finally decided to, to you know, use the stick or just mm-hmm. to signal that it's ready to use a stick? And yes, of course, what you mentioned that that um, Germany's policy towards Turkey was pretty static. Mm-hmm. But if we carefully, really, I, I mean, carefully observe Germany's foreign policy during the last year, even there, we can observe some minor changes mm-hmm. being at the same time a strong signal uh, to Turkey that Germany is really thinking about changing the course of its policy towards Turkey. And as far as I, I know, due to my conversations with German experts, this, this paradox, I mean, a minor change in policy, which is a signal of something that may be, you know, bigger in the future, is a kind of important tool in, in Germany foreign policy. And it was also, um, it was also um, used uh, against Israel last year when there was a, a perspective that uh, Israel might annex um, some territories of the West Bank. Mm-hmm. So um, we can see this change in Germany. We can see some or observe some strong signals coming from the Italy that usually has been very, uh, let's say, pro-Turkish in the European mm-hmm. Union. And we can even see some kind of Turkey fatigue in Spain or in Poland. Mm-hmm. Look, Poland has been one uh, of the most pro-Turkish countries in the European Union. Yeah, uh, because we have this really magnificent history of Poland-Turkish relations dating mm-hmm. back 600 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically have no bilateral problems like, for example, Germany uh, or France. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Turkey's foreign policy has become problematic even to Poland during the last two years. Yes, I mm-hmm. specifically... I mean, the fact that in in, um, December 2019, Turkey blocked the actualization of the of the NATO plans for Poland and Baltic states. Mm -hmm. And 
this was also uh, and from from one angle it's also uh, uh, problematic because of its relations with France. And secondly, what I mean uh, when it comes to Poland um, um, is that Turkey um, or due to Turkey's actions, the Republic of Cyprus uh, last year blocked sanctions on Belarus. So mm-hmm. these were two examples when Turkey's policy towards um, towards European Union and its countries, you know, imposed costs on Poland because, as you probably know, we are our Poland was very interested in in sanctioning Belarusian regime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to concentrate on V4 countries, well, mm-hmm. to be honest, I think that all V4 countries are uh, satisfied um, with this new. Uh, supposed approach of the EU towards Turkey, mm-hmm. uh, basically because, you know, um, there is a chance for rapprochement, and there is a chance for economic cooperation, and uh, especially Poland and Hungary uh, are interested in, in increasing the economic cooperation between uh, our countries and Turkey. Also, we would like to, probably V4 countries would like to, to see, well, let's say, a period of relaxation between European Union and Turkey, because let's be honest, we have different, uh, we have other problems. We have mm-hmm. problems with Russia. And this is the issue that most V4 countries, of course, not not most because, well, let's say most V4 countries would like to concentrate on not, uh, especially when it comes to Hungary, which mm-hmm. tends to not see any problems stemming from the from the Russian uh, policy mm-hmm. towards uh, be it European Union or be it you know uh, eastern flank of NATO, mm-hmm. and uh, from this perspective, you know things like a chance for modernizing the customs union may be beneficial for V4 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, this new model of cooperation um, may you know uh, enhance before countries bilateral cooperation with Turkey because again let's be honest Turkey has been seeing V4 countries mostly through the prism of its uh, European Union membership process and its uh, their abilities to block um, sanctions to you know to uh, enhance relations to, to to give support for Turkey's European Union membership this is no longer the issue mm-hmm. because realistically speaking there is no way, uh, you know, the accession negotiations, which are not, by the way, a part of this new model of the European Union approach. And Charles Mitchell was pretty clear about that. He said that negotiations are, you know, effectively suspended. Mm-hmm. This is no longer the issue. So there is a chance that Turkey will concentrate more on bilateral relations instead of seeing these V4 countries as a vehicle to further its interest in the uh, European Union. At the same time, uh, there is a risk connected to the V4 countries and especially to Hungary, because mm-hmm. Hungary is most the most pro-Turkish country in the V4. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge chance that if the European Union would finally have to introduce sanctions on Turkey, mm-hmm. that Hungary will be interested in blocking this. And as I said before, you know, keeping the European Union's unity is the most important element of this new approach of the European Union towards Turkey. So mm-hmm. this is, you know, the point where I, I think we can say that I'm, I'm worried about 
Uh, Carol, uh, we mentioned uh, the relations between EU and Turkey and certain countries' relations and approaches towards Turkey. But I think finally uh, we should also talk about the, the domestic politics in Turkey. As you said at the beginning, uh, the authoritarianism is increasing in Turkey and there is no signal that uh, this approach will be changed anytime soon. But uh, also maybe ruling elites are not uh, keen to improve relations and turn to the European path and eyeing on the full membership. But still, uh, half of country, maybe more than half of country, uh, willingly to be an EU member country. What will be your observation about the Turkish domestic uh, politics, the rising authoritarianism in Turkey, and what will be the Turkish opposition's approach towards Turkey-EU relations? Well, the most important thing uh, apart from what I said about Turkey's authoritarianism, is that from what we can see, and this is really of mm, this is really uh, you know of magnificent importance, is that at the same time Turkish authoritarianism is not fully established yet, mm-hmm. and there is a, this means that opposition basically still has a chance to to well. <laughs> I try to be, or I tend to be very, very careful when it comes to assessing the uh, opposition um, ability to win elections, because basically I don't know whether or to what extent uh, elections in 2023, uh, if that will be the time of the elections, of course, mm-hmm. will be free. Uh, of course, they won't be fair. It's not possible to have a fair elections in Turkey under mm-hmm. such circumstances when the government is so you know, empowered by its dominance in the media and its ability to to quash the public debate by, by, you know, diminishing the space for a debate in social media and so on. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure whether these elections will be will be uh, free. But, you know, looking at the surveys and looking about the especially last Metropole survey, which was, well, mm-hmm. quite surprising even to me, that... Yeah the AKP got less than 30 votes and we are uh, I think we all Turkey analysts are pretty much used to this argument that 30 percent is a you know rock solid base of the AKP and Tayyip Erdogan mm-hmm. so taking under consideration these issues that this this really really diminishing space um, of the AKP and its ability to to garner new voters well mm-hmm. I would say that if there was one reason why the European Union shouldn't suspend uh, accession negotiations officially with Turkey, I would say that this is the reason. I mean that, um, you know, Turkey, uh, Turkey's democracy may be really harmed by actions of Tayyip Erdogan and AKP, but it's not yet totally dead. Mm-hmm. Especially if you also consider local elections last Yes, yes, of course, and 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 not only, but you know, it's permanent effect with, uh, well, at least for now, permanent. Sorry, mm-hmm. that Imamoglu, both Imamoglu and Mansur Yavash are, you know, politicians who keep mm-hmm. on uh, appearing in service as a people who would be politicians who would be able to beat type Erdogan in indirect presidential elections, mm-hmm. and this is also this is also very problematic for for type Erdogan. The problem yeah. is that. You know, uh, 
the space of maneuver for Taipei Erdogan is increasingly diminishing. Mm-hmm. I mean that uh, he, for example, well, let's divert a bit from our main topic, Turkey relations, and concentrate on the last events between Turkey and the United States. Mm-hmm. Normally, if any U.S. president used would use this, you know, uh, G-word uh, describing the what happens to Armenian, normally mm-hmm. Turkey would be, you know, mm, uh, well, uh, it would respond in a really, in a really, um, in a really uh, well, that, big the response would be harsh, you know. Yes, in a harsh manner. Thank you very much. But Taiperdan simply couldn't afford to do that because he mm-hmm. couldn't afford to destabilize economy any further. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of events that are really uh, diminishing his space for maneuver. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, this is you know this is a thing that we should observe in the following months or years uh, till the next elections. Of course, you know. When it comes to domestic politics, Tayyip Erdogan is probably the most capable uh, acrobat uh, of yeah. all politicians in the world. But um, again, you know, the problem with uh, um, the problem with luck is that it will finally end, and mm. uh, finally he will also run off the, run out of the idea uh, how to respond to the new challenges, and also. Uh, Something that I have been underlining for the last, well, actually since 2013, so since the first big problems of Taipardon in domestic politics, that, I mean, his tactic to, you know, ignite more problems and ignite polarization instead of solving the problems, mm-hmm. you know, will finally bring, you know, huge consequences. Because if you do not solve problems, And Tayyip Erdogan has many problems unsolved. It's not only economy, it's also polarization. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that the younger generation can see itself, uh, you know, through the prism of the AKP. Um, you know, if you don't solve so many issues and they remain unresolved, they will finally come at you and they will haunt you. Mm-hmm. So, well... Uh, Probably we are approaching this period when these unresolved problems will, you know, haunt Taipei down, and either he will be, you know, able to pull off another magic trick that will save him, mm-hmm. and, you know, prove that 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 his nickname Teflon Type is right and will be always right, or yeah. he will, or he will uh, go down um, as a leader who wasn't able to to manage all these problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Carol. Uh, that was a, a very good and pleasure to talk to you. Uh, today we had uh, Carol Waslewski, head of Middle East and Africa program at the Polish Institute of International Affairs. Thank you very much once again, Carol. Thank you very much, uh, and you. I hope we'll see each other in the future. I hope so. Thank you very much. Phoenix yeah. Pod on international politics in Turkey from Phoenix Politics.